הרי אני מקשר עצמי לאכול לצדיקים אמיתים, פשוט הרי אני אוכל לצדיקים אמיתים שוכנע אפר קדוש, למשל בארץ המה, או יפחד לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגה. נא אנחנו נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, we're gonna do the final section of תורה סמך ו, we left off at וזה. וזה בחינת תשעה נקודים, תשעה רגילים, and this represents the nine vowel points, the nine firmaments. כי הנקודות הן בחינות רקיעין. For the נקודות, these vowel points are the aspect of these firmaments. שהן בחינות מניעות, for these firmaments represent the obstacles a person faces. כי המניעה היא בחינת רקיעה. רבנו teaches us that this obstacle is the aspect of a firmament, a sky. שהיא בחינת מסך, why? For the obstacle is a מסך, it's a curtain. שמפחיש ומסך לפני האדם ומונעו מן הדבר. That it screens out um, and it separates a person. From that which he, he wants to accomplish. It's an obstacle before that thing which he wants to attain. It says over there, let there be the firmament and may divide. So we see that the firmament also is a division between two things. That the rakia, the firmament is an aspect of an obstacle, which we saw above is also the division between that um, thing a person wants to attain and the person himself. So we see the firmament acts as a division and separation between the desire and that which is desired. This is why the earth is also called firmament. To spread out the earth over the water. So we see the earth also as this aspect of roka, which from the word rakia. Roka means to spread out and we see it's the same language as rakia. For the earth also is an area which separates and divides. So we see the, the, the firmament is an aspect of division, the obstacle is an aspect of division, and the earth as well is this concept of Rakiyah. This is why these nine vowel points represent the nine firmaments. There's now nine vowel points corresponding to the nine firmaments. For the, these vowel points, are created through this desire, as we saw above. And what is the essence of desire? The essence of desire is drawn in through obstacles. Which is this firmament, as we mentioned above. That's the connection between all the matters we just mentioned. The nekudot are created through desire. Desire is strengthened through obstacles. And the obstacles, the aspect of the firmament. And there's nine vowel points. The nine firmaments. For there are many different desired objectives. He is nechshak lemanam nechshak. For there is an um, a nechshak. There is a desired object above the next one. And if you go to malot nechshak, and according to the great level of that which is being desired, can't say liot godel nechshak. The same is true of how much desire a person must have. According to the level of that thing which you're desiring, you need to have that much desire. This is why there's a great obstacle. That through that obstacle you create that desire, which is that nekuda. That vowel point. This is represented the nine vowel points. The nine firmament. Which, what are the nine vowel points? The kamat, all the way up until the shuruk. Which is one nekuda, one vowel point above the next. The kamat being the highest one, corresponding to keter, etc. One firmament which is above the other one. Because what did we say? This is all referencing. What a desired object 
that stands above another desired object. For this is what we're really talking about here. That according to the great, um, the greatness of that which is being desired, you need to have commensurate with that greatness, um, um, the desire itself. Meaning, if you're having, if you're desiring something which is very lofty, you have to have very lofty desire to attain that thing. For that desire is the nikuda, the vowel point which is the firmament For the vowel point is created through the firmament which represents the obstacle until you literally have a desire which is considered the kamat, the highest of all the vowel points, which is from the word kemit, closed with steam and sealed up. For this kamat represents the vowel point of kamat of of which is the concept of keter shehu lemala mikol nekudot, which is the vowel point which stands above all the other vowel points. For the desired object must stand at a very lofty level. Here we're talking about the highest um, the, of the, all desired objects. And the principle of all these things that we mentioned. Is this that anything a person desires genuinely, it's certain that he's able to accomplish it and to bring it from potential to actual. And nothing is able to prevent him, um, not even in any unavoidable circumstance, honest, not even in like a, an accident that happens along the way that you're able to with desire to surpass even those things. It's just that you need to have a very great passion. According to the level of that thing which you are desiring. The desired object. And we are able to see this from the obstacle itself. When it, over, when it gets strong and it... Uh, looming larger and it stands in front of this person preventing him very, very much from attaining that which you want. You can understand and know. Um, you can understand and know from that, from the obstacle that stands before you, that that which you are desiring stands very, very high. This is why a person must become even stronger that he should have even more desire. According to the desired object, which is determined according to the obstacle, which we can tell from the obstacle. And then you're certainly able to finish off that which you want to accomplish and to do it. Rabbeinu teaches us something huge. A person should not exempt himself and to tell himself any excuses through the obstacle, meaning that he should tell himself that he desires to do the thing that he wants to. It's just that it's impossible to do the, to do it because there's an unavoidable obstacle before him that he can't do anything about it. And he should con- make it consider as if he had did the uh, he had done what he what what he wanted to do. Meaning if a person thought to do an action, a mitzvah, a commandment, and circumstances prevented him from doing it, and he did not do it, it's as if he did it, it's in the Gemara. So there's that thing which you can exempt yourself with and make excuses and say, okay, maybe I did it. Maybe I did it. 
Even though I wasn't able to do it, I wanted to. Because the truth is, it's certain that when there's an unavoidable circumstance, it's as if you did it. But all this is speaking about a person who wants to discharge his obligation with this. Then, it, then he's fulfilled from this phrase, from this verse in the Gemara. Because what is there for him to do for the fact that there's an, literally an unavoidable circumstance before him? But one who did not want to be discharged from the mitzvah, um, from the unavoidable circumstance, he wants to actually do it. He actually desires the thing itself. If so, even this phrase from the Gemara, is not beneficial to him. The fact that, meaning, what does he benefit from this special concession? It, that um, that the fact that he wanted to do it is as if he did it. For his mind is not made at ease because of this at all. For he longs and desires and yearns very much to do the mitzvah itself, and not to fulfill his obligation as with the. Ke'ilu, meaning as if he did it. Not to tell himself, because I thought I wanted to do it and there was no way for me to do it. It's as if I did it. Meaning this person who really desires this truth, who wants to desire object very much, doesn't, isn't at ease with that. That he thinks to himself as if he did it. Rabbeinu teaches us, the genuine truth is this. It's fitting for every single Jew, every Jew, no matter where he is, no matter what level he is at, that he finishes his desire and his will in any single holy act to bring it from potential to actual. Rabbeinu teaches us we should never ever think that we can fulfill ourselves with this with this desire of saying, um, sorry, that you should fulfill this, um, that you should tell yourself that you fulfill the mitzvah because you wanted to do it. And then, when you really desire truthfully, and you do not try to cool, uh, to ease your mind by telling yourself it's as if you did it. When you tell yourself this, that you will not stop until you actually do it, then it's certain you're going to finish the, op- the, 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 the thing that you want to do. And you'll bring it for potential to actual. And you'll break and nullify all the obstacles and all the unavoidable circumstances. For, the in- for the, these unavoidable circumstances and these obstacles, it's not that they're unavoidable. It's actually only there in order for the desire. And you can either let go of it and say, it's as if I did it. And, and can tell yourself that it's as if you did the mitzvah, which is true, yes. But the Jew should not suffice himself with that uh, mentality. He should continue going. For it's fitting for a Jew, Rabbeinu teaches us, to do the actual thing. For that obstacle actually only came for the, the desire, to increase your desire. And when you have the desire that's fitting for that obstacle, according to the level of that which you are desiring, then it's certain that automatically all the obstacles and all the circumstances before you will be completely nullified and you'll be able to do it. What Rabbeinu is teaching us, teaching us is beyond words here. We have to really understand what we're in simplicity, what Rabbeinu is telling us is, is huge. 
And this speaks to each and every one of us because we see this. Anyone who desires the truth it has to go through this. And this is what it says in Dvarim, that they, and he descended down to Egypt, Anus al compelled by the word of God. Anus al compelled by the word of God. This is what it says in Haggadah of Pesach. Anus al Sorry. What is this idea that he descended down to Egypt? Abenu teaches us. This is the aspect of whenever speech descends into the constrictions of the throat. We saw this concept before that Egypt represents the throat. The constrictions of the throat. Metzach comes from Mitzrayim. The constrictions of the throat. This is the exile of Egypt. So when speech goes down to the exile of Egypt, then he is compelled by the word of God. Meaning what? Meaning he has an unavoidable circumstance. He has an obstacle for the fact that there is no nekuda. There's no vowel points to the letters. He's not able to bring out the letters from the constrictions of the throat. The letters aren't able, aren't complete. That it's from this, the fact that the letters are not complete, that all the obstacles come. Why? Because if the letters are not complete, meaning they don't have nekudot. For what do they mean that a letter is complete? It has nekudot and the letter itself. But if it doesn't have the vowel points, then it's not complete. So if it didn't have a vowel point, what did we say the vowel point is? That's the desire. That the cheshek is what brings the vowel point. As we saw in Shirashim, nekudot hakasef. That the kisufim, the, the longing a person has, is actually what creates the vowel point to the letters. So if there's no vowel points, then the speech is stuck in the throat, meaning it's still in Mitzrayim. As we see, that it's from this that all the obstacles and um, unavoidable circumstances come to a person. Why? For he needs to have those nekudot, and because he doesn't have them, Hashem sends him a test, an obstacle before him, so that he increases that desire. And this is why it's in the Megillah, in the Haggadah, sorry, compelled by the word of God, meaning, through the fact that his speech is not complete, it's not perfect, he is compelled, meaning, meaning he's, he's um, presented with unavoidable circumstances, as we saw above. Meaning what? Because his speech is not complete, meaning he doesn't have the proper desire, he doesn't have the nekudah that he needs for that desired object, he is hit with what? Anus. These menyot, these obstacles that stand before him. And this is what it says, this is why it's in that when a person relies on another human, his world turns dark before him. Meaning turns dark, this is from the language, the same Wording as menya obstacle, chashach from the word menya obstacle. As it says, with regard to Akedat Yitzchak, that Avram did not hold back anything. He did not hold back anything. You do not hold back your son. Hold back this concept of menya. Meaning, whenever you rely on someone else, you have many, you have obstacles. This is why it says the world turns dark before him. Meaning when he's in public, then he has obstacles. From the word he has obstacles. It's difficult for him to pray. In truth, because when he relies on someone else, it's better for him to pray alone. To pray in solitude. But one who does not need another human, who does not rely on anyone else, that he does not 
need from anything, any person, any single thing. That he's able to pray among a thousand people and to pray in truth to Hashem Midbach alone. Because he does not rely on any creature. Not for livelihood, not for honor, not for any single thing. All his hope is upon Hashem, his God. And this is the secret of what it says in the Gemara. There is a story with one righteous person whose wife sought to provoke a fight. And um, she went and spent the night in the cemetery. Um, sorry, that he went to spend the night in the cemetery. And he heard two spirits speaking to one another. Over there, that the stories that these two spirit souls were speaking about were concerning livelihood. So, what is that Gemara speaking about? What did Rabbeinu have to do? What is Rabbeinu telling us that has to do this Gemara with what we just learned? This word, which means to provoke. Provoke a fight. This represents divine anger. Hiknitatu, meaning charon av, divine anger. Sheteruchot, those two spirits. Meaning those two spirits that we mentioned above, the upper spirit and the lower spirit that we talked about, are able to sweeten the divine anger of Hashem, which has the smoke. And these two spirits are created through sweetening the divine anger. How do you sweeten divine anger? From bringing potential to, from potential to actual, as we saw above in the lesson. This is all dependent upon panasa. For through panasa, one is able to bring from potential to actual. Rabbeinu did not reveal any more than this. How this lesson is hinted to within uh, the saying in this Gemara. Rabbeinu didn't finish explaining this Gemara and its connection to the lesson. But this is the end of lesson 66, a most awesome lesson, an extremely touching and practical lesson. May we apply the lesson with all our force, Bizrat Hashem, and uh, may we see ourselves being able to break all the obstacles before us so that we can serve Hashem Be'emet. Bizrat Hashem, Amen, Kenyaraton.